All right. Here we go again. I'm telling you, I have got a great interview here for you today. I had the pleasure to interview John Gindick and um, talk to him about things that are going on in his life and his world and his music. And there is a lot, let me tell you. John Gindick is an American blues singer-songwriter teacher with over 2 million book sales to his credit along with 20 years of doing successful jam camps. So we're talking about that here today. And um, what a what a informative interview, I'll tell you what. Um, so John, his blues camps for 2019, February 5th through the 9th in Ventura, and we talk about that, April 23rd to the 27th, 2019, Clarksdale, Mississippi, September 24th through the 28th, Clarksdale, Mississippi. And you can find out about those on his website, johngindick.com. Or even if you just Google his name, it's going to come up and show you um, the whole world of products and schools and music and, oh, just fun. Uh, It looks like a good, good time, along with um, making memories and learning music and learning how to play harmonica better and learning how to sing and work with a band, all the things that you need to know. So so let's get going with the interview. Hi, good morning. Hey. Hey, man, how's it going? Excellent, excellent, yeah. Well, I am here today, everybody, with John Gindick, who runs um, a lot of things out there harmonica-wise, and he does a lot. He's got a lot going on. So we're here to talk to him to talk shop about what is coming up? You have something coming up here soon, don't you, John? Um, let's say next Tuesday we start Blues Harmonica Jam Camp down at the Pierpont um, Hotel right on the beach in Ventura. Um, and it's five days. We'll be working. We've got about 25 people coming in from all over the, all over the world. And uh, the coaches are R.J. Michaud and Cheryl Arena and T.J. Clay and Hash Brown and Richard Slay and myself. And it's going to have a lot of fun, a lot of returnees. Uh, so some extent will be a reunion. People getting out of that cold weather. Oh, my we gosh. For a few more. When are you putting this? We can, when are you putting this out? I'll, I'll try to get it out fast because that's coming up upon us. But it sounds like you have a full full load there and a wonderful amount of um, sh- workshops. And there is something about the family of Harmonica that uh, you establish with people. Like you're saying, you got a lot of returnees and they're probably excited to see each other and, and also probably show you some stuff they've learned while they've been away. Oh, yeah. oh, they keep getting better and better and better. And, and you know, like, like you were... Like you were saying, you know, people can't come forever, but they do come a lot for a long time. We have one yeah. one lady from Australia, Kate, who's been maybe twelve times. Flies over. She is tougher than I. I can't get myself fly over once. Get over there, but she's been over a dozen times at least over the last eight years. Well, I agree. Flying can take a lot out of you, but your jam camps offer so much. You know that uh, they're going to keep coming back. Okay, so um, we're talking about uh, Jam Camp, and yes, I, I think that um, by adding songwriting and having people play with everyone, that's way more of an experience. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not enough for most of us, unless we're great virtuosos, heart players have to sing. 
it's not enough really to not be seen and 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 or, or it's not enough to be to it's not enough to only play harp in most situations because you'll just be marginalized by the guitar players and and not only that but singing is just, it's it's um it's part of it's part of the blues and it's part of music and not only that but it builds your brain and it does these musical um, um, connections from the left side to the right side um, the same with songwriting to bring in that literary part of your mind and to put it into phrases ba bomb ba bomb ba bomb ba bomb ba bomb ba bomb and then to put a melody to it and maybe use your harmonica as your friend. So you're singing harmonica lines. That's what, what I teach people to do is to say, take a, a line, like I call it the down riff. Okay, now vocalize it. I need your love. And, and so to work in that way using the harmonica not just as something, not just a musical instrument you want to get good at, but as a as a tool for exploring all of all of music is a is a really uh, helpful way that that we try to lead people. But just total musicality, and of course the rhythm too, the beat. So many people are just oh, 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 oh. so. To work with the drummer and to learn to punch out your rhythms, these are the sort of things that we have time to do with just like like twenty five people in five days, and a band that comes in every day for the express purpose, not of the coaches to show how good they are, but for the people to to our campers to work with the band and get more and more comfortable, even to, to build relationships. I know when I started off, Nedra, I was terrified of the band. Like, these guys all knew how to play, and I didn't. And, and especially at jams, and that's exactly the wrong place to be terrified with bands, because the, the guitar players who come to jams, typically, they're not your best players. There are guys looking for a home of some sort. And, <laughs> and, and so... It's a you know, guitar player without, without a woman, homeless. <laughs> well, I didn't really mean that. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So. Um, anyway, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, so the whole thing. We also find that, you know, although we're really heavy on the blues, um, a lot of people they want to play bluesily, but the blues isn't what they have an opportunity to play, or it's not the music that necessarily they are in love with. And so we try to, we have other types of musicians there um, who, will, who will help people take the harmonic in other, in other directions. And it should, you know, to have, there's so many guys that, that want you outside of a 12 bar, they don't know what to do. I mean, they, they, and, and really what you do is keep playing. I mean, it's not that big a deal, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, you know, there's gotta be standard changes. And, 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 and so to have those experiences to play with different kinds of chord progressions, different kinds of rhythms, uh, to, to play with Latin rhythms, um, to, to play, you know, just to, to go in different directions. 
And when you think of Latin rhythms, you have to think of all the different drum, the drum beats, you know, the rumba, the, you know, the, the samba and those type of things. They, when I think Latin, I relate, I was in a Latin band and I relate back to the beats, you know. Have you seen seen this tool called drum beats where it's on your phone? You can get this app, uh, we call drum beats and and it's like $10 and it's every kind of drum beat, really, really good. And you can slow it down and speed it up. And maybe like 80 or 90 drum beats just on your phone. Terrific tool for everybody to have these different rhythms to sync up with what you do on the harp, too. So yeah, I went and took a, a, a lat. There was a Latin lady that was giving drum beat classes. And I went to her class to try it. Uh-huh. To do because my brother said I my brother made fun of me when I tried to play some congas so, and now I do the farmer's foot drum and uh, it's God bless you it's um it's really I think added a lot to everything I mean the beat you look out and everybody's into the that end of it the bottom end of it wow. that so I got to get that tool now so it's called the drum beat app it's just drum beats drum yeah, beats drum nice beats. yeah yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's it's really it's really important. I, I I think people when they get into harmonica playing, they tend to think of it as an instrument that goes up and down, and in a melodic way. So they work scales, but really, um, much more important than what note you play is the rhythm with which you approach things, and the groove, and the phrasing, and um, that sort of thing. And so going up and down a, a, a scale without a, a really proper sense of timing and phrasing is, you know, that's so, so anyway. To focus well, you know, on- to get an education as a musician is, um, it's large, it's a large endeavor. And then, as you said, to be a harmonica player without broadening your horizons, it's limiting. And yeah. so you guys have overcome that um, in your classes there. Well, you know, we're certainly, we're certainly trying to or, or, or addressing it. It's not like the classes are filled with content. It's more like enough content so you can get started doing something with it, you know. And then, you know, it's not like you're going to come and take, take singing lessons that are going to turn you into a singer. But they're going to, like, inform they're going to make you want to take singing lessons and want to see the need of it. And, 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 you know, it's really funny in teaching how people just need permission. Just give somebody permission, go up there and sing. And, and all of a sudden someone says, I'll never sing is singing, you know, doing bands and stuff, you know, and, and, and just giving people permission to try something. I, I know yeah. that I Wasted years and years and years and years waiting for someone to give me permission. And um, I'm probably still wasting it. In a way, you don't even know what what it is you're waiting on. Why don't you do something, you know? I, I, you know, I just don't do it, you know? And, uh, well, here, I'll give you permission. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. No, I, I really, um, John, have seen that um, with Julio and I because we do a singer-songwriter showcase and... Um, we have had people now we've been doing it about a year and three, four months, and they're not gonna let us quit. And it's once a month, but 
these same people are now coming in studio here and recording original songs and they're going to be published in a songbook. And it's like just giving them permission. They had it there and you light a little fire under them and stoke it a little bit and then they fly, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. And people are really talented, but it's not. You, it, they need a, just a little bit of encouragement. And someone say, no, this is worth something. You know, this is worth something to me. You know, and 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 once they get that thing, yeah, this is worth something. Or, or the smallest expectation. You know, we write, you know, the smallest expectation. Okay, next week try to come back with a song and and who knows you know i mean people people will respond to i sure do you yeah, know it's like yeah. this expectation from somebody and i'm i'm all over it you know <laughs> so. yeah yeah well that's awesome and you started i we i was looking at your website and reading some of your wikipedia stuff and you started um by sell what led into these camps was you were you had this book that was doing tremendous and then it stopped doing tremendous and you decided to do these jam camps. So tell us about your book. That's um, still available on your website, but. Well, actually, I, I self-published my first book, The Natural Blues and Country Western Harmonic in 1977. And it did go, that book went on and sold about 150,000 copies. And then I published a similar book, but a little bit more developed called Country and Blues Harmonica for the Musically Hopeless. And um, it sold like a million and a half copies. Wow, that's, that's incredible. That's the book that I'm... And they came with a cassette and a harmonica for $13.95. And that was published by Clutch Press. And then I did two other books. Uh, but it's true that when the Clutch Press, you know, I was making, I think, 67 cents per book sold. So I got a very good deal with the publisher. And so they were selling 100,000 books a year for like 15 years. So I was able to, you know, live a life that was just basic, you know, on doing harmonic instruction and doing more books and doing tapes, tape cassettes. And I, I, um, advertised my the products that I made, my separate products on Rolling Stone newspaper magazine, which in those days was, you know, it wasn't a big corporate thing. I could call them up and say, oh, I do this harmonica thing and the Rolling Stone, they're saying, well, we'll give you a discount. We'll do this to, to get you into it. And that they were, they were just, uh, um, it was a completely different world. And so I was advertising books and um, instructional cassettes and harmonicas for like $13.95 each. I get $5 shipping, and, and then I get like 10 orders a day. It was just incredible. I remember it, at Christmas, you know, going down and, and filling these orders, just stuffing them into the mailboxes, the public mailboxes, to try to get, get them out on time. And now the world, you know, turns to YouTube for its instruction. And books are kind of dead. But anyway, that is what started Jam Camp was in the year 2000, the book that sold 100,000 a year. That company was sold. It, it dwindled. And um, um, it went out of print. And 
Um, it was right after my divorce, right after I was had to come up with a lot of money per month, yet the circumstances, you know, the 68000 or $70,000 a year that I was getting for doing for based on a book, you know, that was just something that dried up. And so what am I going to do? And, um, uh, you know, go and teach in the high school, you know, that complete, I was like 52 or 53 years old, just could start all over. And, uh, you know, my father had passed away recently and he wasn't musical at all, but, you know, I talked to him a lot, you know, I'm, he said, stay with this thing that you're doing, you know, it's the harmonica. And that was when I came up with the Jam Camps ideas. And we were talking about David Barrett earlier. And David Barrett had invited me to teach in one of his events, in one of the early ones. And, you know, that inspired, that inspired me to say, well, could I do it myself? And, and I did, excuse me, excuse me, I, I did have experience with groups because I have a degree, a master's degree in psychology and, and, and group counseling, which I never used. Instead, I went into a, to advertising, creative writing, and book publishing. But I had a feeling for I'd still do the power of the group and the way people's behavior change, change in groups, the way people learn from each other in groups, the role of a facilitator, as I say, facilitator, um, in groups, and so I had that that knowledge, that thing behind me for for a template when I when I developed when I developed my basic ideas for the jam camps. I can relate. I I mastered in art, um, art and art history, and I minored in psychology. Okay. And I, and you know that yeah. psychology really helps you with musicians and artists. Yeah, it sure does. It does. You don't even know that you're using it, you know, your education. You just, I, mean, I kind of look back on my crazy liberal arts education and I realize that I've used almost everything that I studied, you know, and that I've ended up going in that direction. Well, you know, myself, I went back to school at 50 as well and um, took um, electronic publishing and and small business and some other courses. And then I started online with Berkeley and different um, courses that I could just do right here out of the house and just learning. I It just opens other pathways and helps keep you young and getting out there with other people and seeing them having a good time playing music. It's just, it lifts you up as well. So putting all of it together and doing art and music, what, you know, it's, it, why go do something else? I agree with your dad on that one. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, I had obligations, but it, it's worked out. You know, I turned it into a business, um, um, and you know, okay. You're very fortunate to be able to do that with your art. I, I have also made my living, and with my art, I utilized it in different ways. I was a sign maker in advertising, and. I display builder and I had 20 stores in a large corporation. I did that for 20 years. And that's kind of was, it was both things, left and right brain. And um, it gave me a career that raised my son and things like that. So then I wanted to do more, which I started with David Barrett's classes as well. But amazingly, 
um, you were saying about you got to do this through harmonica. You know the interview that David Barrett has with um, with Rick Estrin. He said harmonica saved my life because he could do it and make a living, which is a rare thing for artists to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then it's really exciting because you not only do this jam camp that's coming up with these people, amazing people for five days, you actually take people down into the heart of the blues. Tell us about that jam camp. Oh, well, yeah, twice a year now we're down in Clarksdale, Mississippi at the Shack Up Inn. We have the same five-day event with the same people. Big advantage to working with the same great people because they they – I don't have anyone who rambles on for an hour. They all know that it's about getting the people who come to play, give them feedback. Anyway, down in the Delta, yeah, you're just breathing the blues down there. It's a cotton field stretching forever, and, and that the place where we do it, the Shack Up Inn, is very atmospheric, described as the world's biggest man cave. Um, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a kit. It's really fun. Uh, we know lots of the characters. are very good bands. We we have to have good bands, or else my coaches would rebel. And uh, so we have very very good bands, and and a, a great a great time in down there in the Delta. We take people out to Sunny Boy Williamson's grave, and also to the Tutwiler Educational Center, where actually Jam Campus started a, a charity for the uh, kids that live in this little town where Sonny Boy is, is buried. And we, we uh, have raised money to hire local musicians to give the kids um, at the Tutwiler Educational Center uh, music lessons, guitar, bass, drums, not so much harmonica because we don't have really have a teacher. And also, that's not the kind of instrument that that builds kids' brains in the same way. Like a guitar or a keyboard where you can see the instruments and you get feedback. And, and the idea isn't really to turn these kids into musicians, although if they go, that's great. But to give them that brain-building experience that learning music gives you. And um, so that's the deal. Um, that's amazing. I, I, I really... I could feel it when you're talking about it, how it is changing lives there. I, I, ha I worked with kids here in town and, um, I've watched them grow up and it, I didn't teach them harmonic. I did teach them singing and songwriting and vocal mm -hmm. training and it has changed their lives enormously. Maybe they're not musicians, but they learned public speaking, which helped them with a job or they learned to write songs. One of my students, one are, um, Miss Calveras by an original song she performed and got a standing ovation. And I started with her. She was 10. And she's eight, 19 now. And uh, I've got to see it, see it bloom. So that's wonderful. And I think that the music is just in, in the, the water, the blood, everything down there. Because my grandparents were sharecroppers that picked cotton. And um, the whole family worked at the at the paper mill and the peanut farms and the, you know, the whole thing. So I got to spend a lot of time down in those swamps and um, riding on those airboats and living back there and understanding I actually like boiled peanuts, which, you know, is not a popular thing, but I do. Because as a kid, I was out there doing that. And so there is a feeling in the South that it, it lives there. It's a spirit and an energy that's just 
not like any place else. So you're giving them, uh, these the people that come are returning because you're giving them a lifetime of experience in five days. <laughs> you know? Well, I, yeah, it's very memorable. Yeah. You know, and, and my memories too, you know. Oh, I bet you've got a ton of stories in there. Well, I have a, I certainly have a, a, a ton of wonderful people and, and kind of like mental photographs of people smiling and having a great time with music and, and being silly and stupid and crazy things that happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly. So. I get that. So people can find you by going to let tell me your website and I will put it on the podcast as well. But Okay, well it's just my last name dot com. Okay. And go and they find out about the jam camps and they can uh, see my my books which will really help you. I give um, Skype or, or video lessons live to people all all over the world. Right now they're on sale at, at forty dollars. Each and, and they include a little um, voice, a wrap up, audio wrap up that I bake on my phone and can email to them. I have uh, my second CD is is being mixed now by my buddy Ralph Carter. Uh, it's called uh, Tales from the All Night Cafe, and um, it's like 11, 12 original songs because I songwriting is my. Um, these days, songwriting is my main focus, and the harp playing that I do is um, accompanies my songs. That's what I'm most interested in doing: and playing guitar, writing songs, and playing harmonica. You know, and the harp and guitar at the same time. That's my that's my main musical interest. You know. Um, oh boy, I understand that completely. Julio and I are working on ours too, and. I want you to send me, um, you've sent me some MP3s, but I, I would like um, some of that. This I'll next, send, yeah. yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you a, a, couple of, a couple of new songs. We've got some really good stuff. And I've got another CD that's going to come right out after that, too. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm 70 years old, so I want to get my songs out. And, and you know, we'll keep doing the jam camps for a little while, not forever. So if it's on anyone's bucket list, you know, sign up. Sign up now because I, you know, I've been doing them for 20 years now, and they are fantastic and they're really developed. But you know, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I told Tom Stryker, "Hey, I'm getting old." He says, "You're a spring chicken." (laughs) Yeah, compared to some, but you know. But you know, know. 70 isn't isn't so old these days. We're pretty healthy. My husband's 70, and I look back on last year and. We we really love um, performing live. That's just we have a duo that we book out, and we just love it. And I, my husband is recovered from liver cancer, and in my mind, I said, well, you know what? What does my husband love more than anything? That's music. So I I really booked a lot last year just for that, and he's still in remission and doing well. And I've had this laryngitis, so I've I haven't booked any local shows, but. But they're calling, and I've been kind of missing their calls. But uh, we're going to get back out there and do that because we love it, and we are also writing a our next CD. I've got to get him in here and get him recording. And, yeah, you do look at when you're 70. Um, I'm 63, but when you're 70, you're looking at – I tried explaining it. It's not as long a road that you're looking you still have, so you want to do everything you need to do, and you want to get it done because – 
you're not looking at 50, 60, 70 years ahead of you, you know? So you might as well um, enjoy it. Um, well, yeah, my bucket list is, isn't really about traveling someplace, you know, it's more about what kind of content can I create? You well, know, exactly. Yeah. The legacy you're going to leave, I, you know, that people are going to, being an artist and having paintings all over, they, they're kind of everywhere, but I have to do them at home. So traveling isn't so big a deal for us. Um, traveling, when I say we're doing shows, we're three counties here, which are a half hour to an hour drive one way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're, we're, we're lucky we have established our regular things that we do each year. And they do involve a little travel, but not much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's for some people, and it works. You do what you yeah. got to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it is. For me, too, you know, performing is just, it's real enriching. You know, just to have people like the music and get the, get some a little bit of applause. And uh, it's just it's a good feeling. Tips, and they buy your CD, you know? Yeah, exactly. For me, one of the greatest things for myself was having people in the audience singing my songs, my words. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that felt good. And it's like, how? Whoa, okay. I, and then I get people telling me, well, we relate to what you say, so don't stop writing. And um, so sometimes that's hard to say, well, I got to sit down and write a song. And then other times, bam, it's just right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, stimulating in, in groups where you are out there doing that for other people and you're giving that gift and then I think that that helps you too. You know, you start, it, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, very, it's very inspirational to get a little feedback and get some applause and get, get a little bit of inspiration. Hello. Um, well, you know what? Um, it's our weather. We're kind of lucky right now. There's some people with some severe cold going on out there, and people get to fly in there to to your event. It's that's um, what's the degrees today? We're at 64 here. Well, it's, I think we're about 70 degrees, or we will be. Yeah. Oh, but that's perfect. Yeah, but then but then we're gonna have that's not till that's another week away. So. I'm really glad we're going to have a little bit of rain later this week because we need it here in, in Southern California. We need it here in Northern, too, because Northern helps the water down in Southern. And it's funny how county to county, the water ratios are a little different. Um, some areas are in a worse drought than others, uh, especially Paradise this year and, and uh, Santa Rosa and all the places. So, yeah, we really need the rain, and we're supposed to get some up here as well. We're supposed to get some snow down to 3,800 and we're at, we're at 2,800. So we haven't had much snow this year, but we're, we're counting on, on the floodgates opening up and finishing their job. Right now our rain totals are a little better than they've been, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, um, so that's exciting. So we have got, I've got some of your music here and if it's okay, I'll play one of your songs in the podcast. Would that be all right with you? Oh, of course, yeah. Right on. Yeah. And I love what your daughter did with that animation of coming back as music. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. doing art herself, it sounds like. Well, well, yeah, she's. that was actually for a film class. And, um, yeah, and I hope she, she goes in that direction. I think, I think she probably will. I think that's know? awesome. And I hope when she does, she um, films... It's a part of your life story and does some of the adventures you've been on because 
Well, that's, I don't know about that, but if she makes videos for my songs, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Oh, that's for sure. But, you know, and, you know, you've got to write that, uh, you got to write another book on your adventures that are in there, too. So there's a lot ahead. There's a lot, a lot in the future. I see your future, and it's bright. <laughs> All right, John, thank you for taking the time to do this um, podcast. I, just, I started doing them, and there people are listening to them and enjoying them, so... It's a good way to get information out there and um, let people know what's going on harmonica-wise because it is a little bit harder to find instruction than some things. You can go to anywhere and get a guitar teacher, a piano teacher, but people people have a harder time, I think, finding harmonica stuff. Right. Well, we got it. You got it. You got yeah. it, baby. All right, man. You take good care. Good talking to you. Bye. What a fun interview. I, I, I had a good time and learned things myself. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom in there and a lot to learn and to do. And, you know, sign up for his jam camps and go have an experience of a lifetime. And definitely, if it's on your bucket list, do it. If it's not on your bucket list, you better put it on there and go. I'm going to play a song now that John sent me. And um, you heard promise of his next CD coming out. So once you get onto his website, you can find all the information there, Um, And I have the information at the bottom in the info section of this podcast as well. So let's hear a song from John now. A boy called Walter was walking the road, playing harp all the time. Ten holes were his closest friend, and he played for nickels and dimes. He made it to Chicago town, muddy slide guitar. Did that mic, kept it tight, took the sound so far. He was born, he was born, he was born to wail. King Biscuit Flower Hour broadcasting every day. The host was Willie Rice Miller, but he called himself Sonny Boy. He wrote and he sang and he blew that axe to the whole damn Delta's joy. He was born. He was born. He was born to wail. Sonny Boy, Sonny Terry, Big Walter, Little Walter, Jimmy Reed, and Howard Giants who created my music and the them I take my hat off. Like them, I'm gonna keep wailing, wailing till the day I drop. Cause while I'm chucking, there just ain't nothing that can make the music stop. I was born, I was born, I was born to wail.
that I died late last night went to a place in the neon light it was juke joint heaven and my pals were there you could play all night and nobody cared little Walter George Smith for Sunny Boy 2 all got up on that stage in blue in walk cotton with Paul DeLay up in the lights Muddy was playing Sunny and Brownie were having a drink it was all so real you could hear the ice clink Big Mama Thornton Chris Mikulak too all of the legends and guys that I knew all of a sudden it was my time to play for some crazy reason I wasn't afraid I played my songs they stomped and they cheered of course I might have been the weed and I might have been the beer but old Rash Miller big as a tree said son you play good but not as good as me son you play good but not as good as me son you play good but not as good as me alarm clock ringing with a swinging sound I woke up there was no one around grabbed my heart started to play cause I know that we'll all be jamming someday know that we'll all be jamming someday know that we'll all be jamming someday sums it up, born to wail. And I think if the harmonica picks you and it's in your heart, soul and blood, then you're born to wail. And that tells a story that um, is of the South and is of the great players and uh, it puts a nice nice bow on this wonderful podcast and uh, going down there and spending time with other harmonica players and learning and his crew is top notch and his players are, the band's top notch and it's a wonderful thing, and uh, want to thank him for uh, doing this podcast for us. And um, for more information on podcasts and upcoming things that are happening, visit www.nedrarussnedrarus.com. And thank you for tuning in.